thing I do gonna be funky. Is Only Friends the best show on WSUM radio or not? Which side are you on? There's only one good side if you want to be on my good side and be my only friend. This is WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. You are listening to my show Only Friends, and I am your host, DJ Future Pleasure. As always, I give the first half of my show to a friend of mine and let them play anything they want. Maximum chaotic anarchy. Restrictions may apply. I also let them explain why they picked the songs they picked. Then, in the second half of the program, I respond with a playlist of my own, and I either riff off of theirs or go down a rabbit hole, powered by Wikipedia, various search engines, and my imagination, to demonstrate the deep connections that unite music, just like the bonds that unite my friends and I. And uh, today, once again, we have our American hero, Kyle America, on the show, uh, Union Hero, here to uh, introduce us to further um, Union folk songs. You are way too kind, Hernan. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the first song we'll be playing tonight is Mega Guillotine 2020, which is not a union song, folk song, folk punk song um, by AJJ. And that one, I think, really encapsulates people's frustrations with our, you know, frankly broken economic and political systems. You know, the kind that lets so few have so much and so many have so little, to quote a little-known politician. Especially when we're experiencing the first calamities of climate collapse in the midst of the worst pandemic in the last century, and now two mass evictions. So, Mega Guillotine is that catharsis that we need to really introduce the rest of the songs about power, struggle, and victory. Yeah, I, I hope it goes down as the official anthem of 2020 as well in history. It isn't already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and hear it. Mega Guillotine 2020 by AJJ. Mega, Mega Guillotine 2020 by AJJ. Absolutely, yeah. And so the next few songs we'll be playing um, are going to be more about the history of some of the major strikes and the very real dangers that these workers faced about 100 years ago. To really understand uh, where we were and what it took to get the things that we really now take for granted, like not being paid in scrip or company money, having weekends, safety standards, and so much more. And so the first song in this vein was written during the strike. It's about the Lawrence Textile Strike in Lawrence, Massachusetts, 1912. 
Now, the women who worked the looms in Lawrence were contract laborers, you know, constantly under threat of losing their income by their bosses, who cut their pay and elongated their hours to 16 hours every single day, up from 12-hour daily shifts. So, you know, and, and these folks really weren't, at the time, good enough to be considered citizens or be citizens, but good enough to work their whole lives and spit up blood on the factory floor. Because the average age of death among these women uh, were, was 26, because they'd breathe in the dust and the fibers of these looms, which would tear up their lungs. So, and it seems to me, too, you know, that this isn't too much different than, you know, workers being forced during COVID. You know, with a lot of younger people now with Delta getting sick and dying for the so-called good of the economy. Now, when they struck in 1912, it was with over 27,000 women workers in the streets. And the issues, of course, were wages, hours, and conditions like any good strike. But they also decided that people needed more than that. As the song says, hearts can starve just as much as bodies. So the women there uh, held signs that said, bread, yes, but roses, too. And the Lawrence Strike became known as the Bread and Roses Strike, which is the title of this song. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and hear it. Bread and Roses by Utah Phillips. There was a young woman carrying a picket sign during that strike. And the sign said, we want bread, yes, but roses too. So Lawrence became the Bread and Roses Strike, the song that came out of it. As we come marching, marching in the beauty of the day A million darkened kitchens, a thousand mill lofts gray Are brightened by the beauty a sudden sun discloses And the people here are singing bread and roses Bread and roses As we come marching, marching, we battle too for men for they are in this struggle and together we can win. Our lives shall not be sweated from birth until life closes. Hearts can starve as well as bodies. Give us bread, but give us roses. As we come marching, marching a hundred million dead, go crying through our singing their ancient cry for bread. Small art and love and beauty, their drudging spirits knew. It's bread we fight for, but we fight for roses too. As we come marching, marching, we're standing proud and tall. The rising of the women is the rising of us all. No more the drudge and idler tend that toil where one reposes. But a sharing of life's glories, bread and roses, bread and roses, and bread and roses. All right, that was Bread and Roses by Utah Phillips. Yes. So this next song um, is sung by Woody Guthrie, though unfortunately I forget who originally wrote it, but it's about the copper miners' strike up in Calumet, Michigan in 1913. Now we talk a lot about strikes that are far away, like Lawrence, Massachusetts, and the next song, which is going to be in Colorado, but this one is only about an eight-hour drive north from us here in Madison, up in uh, up in Calumet, Michigan, and the Keweenaw Peninsula of the UP. Now, in this song, Guthrie sings about how the miners' union, mind you, this takes place about 22 years or so before unions were legalized and given formal federal protections, how the union rented a building to celebrate Christmas together during their strike as management refused to negotiate wages, hours, and conditions as a collective voice. And so what happened isn't totally clear since the newspapers were owned by the copper mines, but the uh, modern historical account that's widely accepted as it stands today is that a local chapter of the Citizens, Citizens Alliance, which is a was a was fortunately was a national organization of anti-unionists and anti-left-wing folks who were not bosses but funded by bosses. Um, now these folks had pretended to set fire to the building that the striking miners were celebrating in, which caused a mass panic as the people were on the second floor. Now in this building that they were on, there's only one exit down from the second floor, which is a narrow hallway down to doors that only open inwards towards a door. Now, if you consider yelling fire in a crowded building, you can imagine what happened, and 73 people were trampled to death in that event, 59 of whom were kids. So this is what that song is about, about how 
company thugs, people who were hired by the company to break the strikers, um, caused a mass amount of death. Um, and uh, uh, speaking of all this, because um, when I listened to it, I, I um, remembered that we have an Italian hall here in Madison, don't yes. we? On Regent Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. That was a very common thing throughout the country then. Um, but uh, yeah, I also I also read something about this song. I don't remember which lyric it is, but there was it was I think it was something about. So the company men were holding the doors shut, according to the song. According to the song, um, yeah, because originally the newspaper was saying that the doors like open outward and all that stuff, but yeah. the schematics of the building show that the doors open inward. Okay. So the they didn't really have to do anything the people there were just all so many bodies were pressing against the doors and they couldn't actually open them okay wow well let's go ahead and play yeah 1913 massacre by woody guthrie take a trip with me in 1913 to carolina michigan in the copper country I'll take you to a place called Italian Hall And the miners are having their big Christmas ball I'll take you in a door and up a high stairs Singing and dancing is heard everywhere I'll let you shake hands with the people you see And watch the kids dance round the big Christmas tree. You ask about work and you ask about pay. They'll tell you they make less than a dollar a day. Working their corporate claim, risking their lives. So it's fun to spend Christmas with children and wives. There's talking and laughing and songs in the air And the spirit of Christmas is there everywhere Before you know it, you're friends with us all And you're dancing around and around in the hall Well, a little girl sits down by the Christmas tree lights To play the piano, so you gotta keep quiet Hear all this fun, you would not realize That the copper boss thug men are milling outside The copper boss thugs stuck their heads in the door One of them yelled and he screamed, there's a fire A lady, she hollered, there's no such a thing Keep on with your party, there's no such a thing a few people rushed and there's only a few It's just the thugs and the scabs fooling you A man grabbed his daughter and he carried her down But the thugs held the door and he could not get out And then others followed a hundred or more But most everybody remained on the floor the gun thugs, they laughed at their murderous joke While the children were smothered on the stairs by the door Such a terrible sight I never did see We carried our children back up to their tree The scabs outside still laughed at their spree And the children that died, there was seven the piano played a slow funeral tune And the town is lit up by a cold Christmas moon The parents, they cried and the miners, they moaned See what your greed for money has done That was 1913 Massacre by Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this next song is also by Woody Guthrie, the Ludlow Massacre, which occurred in 1914. You're going to kind of tell them a little history we're telling. So the Ludlow Massacre took place in Ludlow, Colorado. Now, the Colorado miners, 
had death rates more than double the nation's average, and they were often cheated um, from their pay because they were paid by how much tonnage they brought back from the mines rather than how long they worked. Because remember, this is a couple decades before, you know, anything was standardized and federally protected. So miners would focus on getting coal out of um, out of the mines instead of stabilizing and securing the tunnels, which led to a lot of collapse and a lot of deaths. Well, between that and being paid in scrip, which is company money that had zero value outside the company town and company store, and the low quality housing that were provided when most most of the miners couldn't even afford the coal that they um, that they dug out to heat their homes with, they decided to strike. Now, originally the Rockefellers who owned the majority of the mine there in Ludlow, uh, hired strike breakers from, uh, from Mexico, from Eastern Europe, um, in an attempt to break down communication between workers because most of them couldn't speak English, and then also inflame racial and ethnic uh, tensions to break down class solidarity because racism has been, for a long time, a way to break down uh, solidarity in every form. Um, and, and they did this as an attempt to hobble union, but it only slowed them down because they brought in a lot of those um, strike breakers into the union itself. So they actually built a tent town uh, during their strike to move out of their uh, company-provided houses to build a tent as a show of defiance against the company houses and the Rockefellers. Uh, and the Rockefellers actually had the Colorado governor send in the National Guard to shoot at the striking miners to intimidate them. And actually, the National Guard, just the year prior, had broken the strike up in Cripple Creek, not too far from Ludlow, um, also with live gunfire. So, um, but, but now, they didn't just use, like, regular rifles and all that stuff. Um, it escalated to the point where the National Guard and the company militia, because companies had militias back then, um, they set up actually machine guns overlooking the tent down uh, one morning, and they fired Gatling guns into the tent town. Now the battle raged for an entire day until the nightfall, when the uh, when the National Guard and the company militia went into the tent town and set it ablaze. Now, the striking miners kind of knew that conflict, violent conflict with the company militia and with the state was more or less inevitable, so they actually built a cave uh, under the ground to uh, protect people who couldn't fight, namely children. Um, but because of the fires, no one actually could get to them in time. And so about, it was about 15 kids or so and a couple pregnant women died from smoke inhalation, um, as well as a lot of, like another five or six people dying from gunshot wounds. Um, actually in the aftermath of this, um, I'm thinking a little tangent, um, the Rockefellers hired Ivy Lee. Now Ivy Lee is the person who's considered to develop modern public relations. And it's from this event that public relations as an industry really kind of came to its own, really became its own thing. Um, because Ivy Lee helped the Rockefellers not only navigate this conflict successfully, um, they were actually able to come out of this conflict to be seen as more noble, human, relatable kinds of captains of industry, which is wild. So, you're welcome, America. This is where public relations come from, breaking and killing striking miners. I hope that that is taught i don't know maybe it isn't but i hope it's taught in business school <laughs> well actually so i did communications uh, in undergrad um and i did learn about ivy lee and all these kinds of pr folks but this was never brought up i didn't learn this until um you know folk i was taking like folklore classes talking about uh you know immigration in the upper midwest so and just talking about strikes and labor and all that um so it wasn't no when, when these things are brought up they're generally not brought up in this kind of context Probably still brought up in the PR mode. Of yeah, absolutely. How great Rockefeller is, and <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But um, I've never heard that brought up with any Rockefeller, let alone them, that generation. So, um, wow. Well, let's go ahead and listen to "Ludlow Massacre" by Woody Guthrie. It was early springtime, and the strike was on. Drove us miners out of doors Out from the houses that the company owned We moved into tents up at Old Ludlow I was worried bad about my children Soldiers guarding the railroad bridge Every once in a while a bullet would fly Kick up gravel under my feet 
We were so afraid you'd kill our children. Dug us a cave that's seven foot deep. Carried our young ones and a pregnant woman down inside the cave to sleep. That very night, you soldiers waited till all us miners was asleep. You snuck around our little tent town, soaked our tents with your kerosene. You struck a match and the blaze it started. You pulled the triggers of your Gatlin guns. I made a run for the children, but a firewall stopped me. Thirteen children died from your guns. I carried my blanket to a wire fence corner, watched the fire till the blaze died down. I helped some people drag their belongings while your bullets killed us all around. I never will forget the look on the faces of the men and women that awful day when we stood around to preach their funeral and lay the corpse of the dead away. We told the Colorado governor to phone the president, tell him call off his National Guard. But the National Guard belonged to the governor, so he didn't try so very hard. Our women from Trinidad, they hauled some potatoes up to Wallensburg in a little cart. They sold their potatoes and brought some guns back. And they put a gun in every hand. The state soldiers jumped us in the wire fence corners, did not know that we had these guns. And the redneck miners mowed down them troopers. You should have seen them poor boys run. We took some cement and walled the cave up. Or you kill these 13 children inside. I said, God bless the mine workers union. Then I hung my head and cried. That was Ludlow Massacre by Woody Guthrie. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about unions and what they've done and what they do and what they really kind of endured for the bread and roses that we enjoy today, uh, even though much of it has been stripped away in the last 40 years of neoliberal austerity. But we really haven't talked about how to do it, how to get it started in the first place. So which is what this next song is going to be all about, Talking Union by the Almanac Singers. So this song... Um, Actually, I should mention, the Almanac Singers is as much of a supergroup as you could get back in the 40s, as it was Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger, Lee Hayes, and Millard Lampel. And it tells a story about how to form your own union. It starts, as the title suggests, by just talking with your coworkers about your job and the issues that you all have together. In short, you gotta talk union. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and hear Talking Union by Woody Guthrie and the Almanac Singers. Now, if you want higher wages, let me tell you what to do. You got to talk to the workers in the shop with you. You got to build you a union, got to make it strong. But if you all stick together, boys, it won't be long. You get shorter hours, better working conditions, vacations with pay, take a kid to the seashore. It ain't quite this simple, so I better explain just why you got to ride on the union train. Cause if you wait for the boss to raise your pay, we'll all be awaiting till judgment day. We'll all be buried, gone to heaven. St. Peter will be the straw boss then. Now you know you're underpaid, but the boss says you ain't. He speeds up the work till you're about to faint. You may be down and out, but you ain't beaten. You can pass out a leaflet and call a meeting, talk it over. Speak your mind, decide to do something about it. Of course, the boss may persuade some poor damn fool to go to your meeting and act like a stool, but you can always tell a stool, oh, that's a fact. He's got a yaller streak running down his back. He doesn't have to stool. 
he'll always get along on what he takes out of blind men's cups. You got a union now and you're sitting pretty. Put some of the boys on the steering committee. The boss won't listen when one guy squawks, but he's got to listen when the union talks. He'd better be mighty lonely. Everybody decide to walk out on him. Suppose they're working you so hard it's just outrageous and they're paying you all starvation wages. You go to the boss and the boss would yell, before I raise your pay, I'd see you all in hell. Well, he's puffing a big cigar, feeling mighty slick because he thinks he's got your union lick. Well, he looks out the window and what does he see but a thousand pickets and they all agree he's a bastard. Unfair. Slave driver. Betty beats his wife. Now, boys, you come to the hardest time. The boss will try to bust your picket line. He'll call out the police, the National Guard. They'll tell you it's a crime to have a union card. They'll raid your meeting. They'll hit you on the head. They'll call every one of you a goddamn red unpatriotic. Japanese spies. Sabotaging national defense. But out at Ford's, here's what they found. And out at Vultee, here's what they found. And out at Alice Chalmers, here's what they found. And down at Bethlehem, here's what they found. That if you don't let red baiting break you up, and if you don't let stool pigeons break you up, and if you don't let vigilantes break you up, and if you don't let race hatred break you up, you'll win. What I mean, take it easy, but take it. You just heard um, yeah, Talking Union by Woody Guthrie and the Almanac Singers. Um, and that one, yeah, I love that one because it also, um, it, yeah, it flow, yeah, it flows kind of like a rap, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's a rapper from the 1940s. <laughs> also, kind of like uh, it seems like I, 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 I looked it up. Tom Morello didn't cover that song, but I, I think he probably could have. It has that beat as well with it. You know, he has these really fast-paced songs. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he never did though. But huh. yeah. well, so this this next song though, yeah, we're talking about in uh, talking union about actually doing something not just talking about uh, your problems at the job so this next song uh, is by Faith Petrick and it's kind of about doing something about your problems um, which is you know the struggle for justice to take power away from those who have too much and to share it in a structured and egalitarian way so no one can make your life miserable and our planet a wasteland and that's what this song's fi- uh, fundamentally about you ain't done nothing if you ain't been called a red. And as Faith puts in the song, if that's what being red is, well, that's good enough for me. All right, well, let's go ahead and hear uh, Ain't Done Nothing If You Ain't Been Called a Red by Faith Petrick. Kid, are you a red? Well, I didn't know just what he meant, but my hair back then was brown. Our house was plain red brick like most others in the town. So I went and asked my mama why our neighbor called me red. My mommy took me on her knee and this is what she said. Well, you ain't done nothing if you ain't been called a red. If you march for agitated, so you might as well ignore it or love the word instead. Cause you ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a red. When I was grown up, had my troubles, I suppose. When someone took exception to my face or to my clothes. Or tried to cheat me on a job or hit me on the head. When I organized a fight, that why the stinkers called me red. But you ain't done nothing if you ain't been called a red. If you marched or agitated, then you're bound to hear it said. So you might as well ignore it or love the words instead. Cause you ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a red. When I was living on my own apartment that I had, had a lousy 
rotten landlord, let me tell you, he was bad. But when he tried to throw me out, I rubbed my hands and said, You haven't seen a struggle if you haven't fought a red. And you ain't done nothing if you ain't been called a red. If you march or agitate it, then you're bound to hear it said. So you might as well ignore it or love the words instead. Cause you ain't been no one nothing if you ain't been called a red. Well, I kept on agitating. Cause what else can you do? You're gone. My friend said, you'll get fired hanging with that commie mob. I should be so lucky, buddy. I ain't got a job. And you ain't done nothing with the agent called the red. If you march your agitated then you're bound to hear it said. So you might as well ignore it or love the words instead. Cause you ain't been doing nothing if you now for 50 years and more for jobs and for equality and always against war I'll keep on agitating as far as I can see and if that's what being red is well it's good enough for me cause you ain't done nothing if you ain't been called red if you march tragedy bound to hear it say so you might as well ignore it or love words instead cause you ain't been doing nothing That was ain't nothing, ain't done nothing wrong if you ain't been called a red. Yep. And so this last song for my half um, is a song I think everyone should know, uh, as it's basically the union anthem at this point. Uh, Solidarity Forever was written by Ralph Chaplin, a member of the IWW in 1915, and really lays out the kind of class where we've been in for the last 200 years or so. You know, you know, workers who produce all value and the parasites known as bosses who claim that work and value as their own. Because you can't rely on the benevolence of the boss because all that will happen as the Almanac Singers laid out is you'll die poor and miserable. And you can't make change by yourself because one person doesn't have the requisite power to make systemic changes. But you can make change together because in the end, your boss needs you a lot more than you need them. So I'm just going to close this out real quick uh, with a line that uh, Ralph Chaplin uh, talked about, is that during his time building the labor movement, um, the only things that they were ever armed with was the power of their youth, the vitality of their youth, and their sense of degradation together. So the answer isn't to simply quit and become a boss yourself, because at that point, you're really only perpetuating the problem. But instead, to build power with your coworkers, with your community, and uh, you know, talking and organizing with them all, and taking power from your boss, and then firing them. So solidarity with you all. All right, let's go ahead and hear Solidarity, solidarity Forever by Joe Glazer. Through the workers' blood shall run There can be no power greater Anywhere beneath the sun Yet what force on earth is weaker Than the feeble strength of one But the union makes us strong Solidarity forever Solidarity forever Solidarity forever taken untold millions they never toiled to earn but without our brain and muscle not a single wheel could turn we can break their haughty power gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong solidarity forever solidarity forever solidarity forever for the union makes us strong and in our hands is placed the power greater than their hoarded gold greater than the might of armies magnified a thousandfold 
we can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old for the union makes us strong solidarity forever solidarity forever solidarity forever for the union makes us Good news! COVID-19 vaccine distribution is now beginning in Wisconsin. However, you should be on the lookout for potential vaccine-related scams. Here are some telltale signs. You're asked to pay to be put on a vaccine waiting list. You're asked to pay out of pocket to get the vaccine or to get early access. You see ads for the vaccine from social media, telephone calls, online, email, or other unknown sources. You get offers from marketers to ship the vaccine for payment. Be wary of these scams. Do not give out your personal information to unknown sources. If you believe you've been the victim of a COVID-19 related scam, report it at ic3.gov. This message brought to you by WSUM. Welcome back to Only Friends, and that concludes the first half of the show. Thank you, Kyle, for sharing uh, your music with us. Thank you. And uh, to segue into my half of the episode, I figured I would take a quick detour, kind of like AJJ type detour, um, uh, to a song by Cherry Glazer called uh, I Told You I'd Be With The Guys. And uh, the reason I picked this one is because every time I see Joe Glazer's name, sh uh, her name pop just pops immediately into my head. And they kind of have similar album covers when they're in the, like from the thumbnail, what it looks like. So I always just mix the two up. But... Um, as it also it turns out, I, when I picked that song and I was looking it up, I read an interview with Cherry Glazer about this particular song, and she actually mentions that it's about female solidarity. So, you know, uh, workers' solidarity, yeah, it's in that solidarity train. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to I Told You I'd Be With The Guys by uh, Cherry Glazer. <laughs>
You just heard I Told You I'd Be With The Guys by Cherry Glazer. And that leads us into my next rabbit hole. Uh, this one is about solidarity, um, which both Joe and Claire, Cherry Glazer both just sung about. But uh, this time, I'm going to play a set of songs related to the Solidarność movement in Poland back in the 1970s and 80s. Um, so the first song I'm going to play is uh, the first part of this story. It's a Catalan protest song written by Luis Lach in 1968 called uh, Lestaca which translates to the stake in English. And this, this song is a very basic one about people. Uh, the concept is these, these people tied to a stake and they're telling each other, hey man, we can't actually be free unless we help each other. We can't free ourselves on, on our own. So we have to pull both of us on this stake to get out of here. And uh, evidently this song became so popular internationally uh, like amongst protest groups that it is often mistaken as a local song in various parts of the world. Um, Speaking of which, uh, when I went online to find the lyrical translation of this song, one of the requests on the page for translation was to translate it into Belarusian. I think we know because of the, this past Belarusian 2020 election, probably rigged. Uh, a lot of protests going on about that. And so, yeah, so people right now are, are still translating it into their different languages to sing at protests. <laughs> um, so with no further ado... This is uh, Lestaca by Luis Lach.
Anyway, that was, uh, you just heard uh, Lestaka by Luis Schlech. And before I move on, I um, just want to mention a couple more facts about that song that I found intriguing. Uh, so on its Wikipedia page, it says evidently this song is also the theme song for a French rugby team in northern uh, Catalonia. And it has been used to protest Benjamin <coughs> Benjamin Yahoo in Israel recently as well. Um, anyway, the next song I'm going to play, you will immediately recognize because it has the same melody of the previous song, but with different lyrics in Polish. And this was sort of the theme song for the Solidarność movement there. Um, but, you know, it has original lyrics, so it's not like one of those other songs that is claimed to be a local song. Uh, it, this one is actually a genuine local Polish song uh, written by Jacek Kaczmarski in 1978, 10 years after the uh, Catalan version. And this title is Miri, which translates to walls in English. Um, so much like the original, it's a fight about, about the fight for freedom, but it's a little more complex th about than that because sort of the outline of the story of the song is the singer who writes a song that is meant to be about wanting freedom and tearing down walls, but the masses take the song, seem to create some sort of cult of personality around the singer, reappropriate it for their own cause against the intentions of the original author, and then they don't successfully tear down any of those walls. And in fact, the last uh, stanza of the song, uh, the singer proclaims that the walls are getting taller. And uh, the funny thing about this is that when the Solidarity Movement in Poland adopted this song, and started playing it on like, Solidarity Radio, that's exactly what they did. They cut out the last part of the song about the walls growing taller, and in in court, you know, to Dad Jessic's pretty much misappropriated it to fit fit their cause, um, which he was evidently pleased with because it proved his point. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to Muri by Jessic Kazmarski. On natchniony i młody był, ich nie policzyłby nikt. On im dodawał pieśnią sił, śpiewał, że blisko już świt. Świec tysiące palili mu, z nad głów podnosił się dym. Śpiewał, że czas by runął mur. Oni śpiewali wraz z nim. Wyrwij mu od zęby krat, zerwij kajtany połam pan. A mury runą, runą, runą i pogrzebią stary świat. Wyrwij mu zęby krat, zerwij kajtany Pamięć znali pieśń i sama melodia bez słów niosła ze sobą starą treść, dreszcze na wskroś serc i chów. Śpiewali więc, klaskali jak wystrzał po klaskich brzmiał i ciążył w łańcuch, zwlekał świt. On wciąż śpiewał Wyrwi murom zęby krat, zerwi kajtany połam pan, a mury runą, runą, runą i pogrzebią stary świat. Wyrwi murom zęby krat, zerwi kajtany połam pan, a mury runą, runą, runą i pogrzebią stary świat. Aż zobaczyli, ilu ich poczuli siłę i czas. I z pieśnią, że już blisko świt, szli ulicami miast. Spalali pomniki i rwali krok. Ten znali! Ten przeciw nam, kto sam, ten na 
So that was Miri by Jessic Kaczmarski. Um, and the final song of my half of the hour is also by Jessic Kaczmarski, but this is sort of like a follow-up to that song that he wrote about nine years after the original uh, because he was sort of pretty disappointed by the, the slowness and the fading of the solidarity movement in the 80s and people were getting disillusioned about it. And so he wanted to just... He wanted people to stop singing about it and just start doing something. Um, and so he kind of flipped the idea of the original song, sort of, and just it was more of an action <laughs> song. He was getting, he's like, okay, we got to get this done. So this one is uh, uh, Murray 87. So this, and this pretty much concludes like the 20 year span between last version and the final version. So with no further ado, Murray 87 by Jessica Kaczmarski. Jak tu wyrywać murom zęby krat, gdy rdzą zacieka cegła i zaprawa? Jakże gnijącym gruzem grzebać stary świat, kiedy nowego nie ma czym i na czym stawiać? O czym dziś na podwórku śpiewać? Liszają obsuniętych ścian, gdzie nawet skrawek nieba ziewa. Na widok tych śmiertelnych ran We wklęsłym bruku tylko śni Wieczna bez dna kałuża I widać w niej groby, groby, groby Pod całunem naszych dni Historia się zmieniła w mur W którym ugrzęzną Myśli, wzrok i dłonie Staruszek w czerni przed kapliczką za wychór Rozmokły tynk jak gąbka nieuchronnie wchłonie Wieczne światełko tli się jeszcze Grzeje się w nim w słoiku kwiat A za zamkniętą bramą przestrzeń Ślepej uliczki wielki świat we wklęsłym bruku tylko śni wieczna bez dna kałuża I widać w niej groby, groby, groby pod całunem naszych dni Napis na murze dłużej tutaj trwa niż człowiek, co wydrapał go z wieczora Pół wieku dni podobnych do każdego dnia na śladach kul, tych z wojny i tych z wczoraj. Od co zostaje z wielkiej rzeki, myśli, zapachów, głosów, barw, w burach podwórka, er, zacieki, w szczelinach warstwy martwych larw. 
droga stąd już tylko w dół. Wuścisk gliny w pleśni plusz, pomiędzy groby, 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 których dawno nie ma już. Droga stąd już tylko w dół. Puścisk gliny w pleśni plusz, pomiędzy groby, 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 których dawno nie ma już. Yeah, that was uh, Muri by Jacek Kazmarski, Muri eighty seven. Any final words in the last 30 seconds here Kyle no but I absolutely adore those last few songs thank you Anon <laughs> no problem uh, yeah great little guitar uh, quiet guitar there um, well that concludes the episode then Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Only Friends featuring Kyle America. I am your host, DJ Future Pleasure, and as always, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> <laughs>